Amen. We have been doing a series here at Thrive Church over the past 12 weeks. It's called The Art of Healthy Relating. And this series, we're talking all about relationships, is how to have healthier relationships with one another. And today happens to be the last episode of this series. I'm going to go, aww. Yeah, I know, I know. We've had an amazing time learning practical keys to experiencing a new horizon in our relationships. And today, we are very, very blessed to have Pastor Tim Ashoi to bring the final episode of the series together. Have you been blessed by the series called The Art of Healthy Relating? We hope you have, and if this series has been an encouragement, a help to you in any kind of way, we'd love to hear from you. If you want to go to mythrive.info and press a little button that says the art of healthy relating feedback form, we'd love to hear your feedback. is so valuable for us. It helps us know what we're doing well, what areas where we can improve, because we want to know how to serve you best and better. And so we'd love to get your feedback on that, on what episodes of the series you found it particularly helpful, on things that you found were impactful for you during this series because how many know we can all use help when it comes to relationships, amen? We all can, we all can. And praise God, here, Pastor Tim Ashoi is here to bring the final episode of our series, The Art of Healthy Relating. We are all so incredibly blessed to have Pastor Tim and Sandra as part of our church family. If you believe that, say amen. And so would you please join me in welcoming Dr. Pastor Tim Ashoi to bring the final message of our series, The Art of Healthy Relating. Let's give Pastor Tim a big hand. Well, this has been a great series. Uh, I've said to my wife when we've been sitting at home and watching some of these uh, uh, episodes of this great theme, when Pastor JB brings these messages, one Sunday morning message is like a week seminar. <laughs> I think he deserves a good hand for his great preaching that he, he brings to this house. Amazing, amazing. You, you bless us. You're one of my favorite preachers. You really are. And I love listening to you preach. And, and also Char. Let's give her a good hand this morning as well. Then there are other guest ministries that come from time to time and do a wonderful job of sharing in the Word. Uh, I've, I've got kind of a challenging uh, theme this morning that uh, Pastor JB asked that I would consider, and that is building trust after a violation has taken place in a relationship. And when violations come in relationships, marriage, business, family, personal life, it can be very, very devastating. Very devastating. Turn to somebody and say, very devastating. Very devastating. As a pastor for many years, I saw a lot of wonderful actions in relationships. But I also saw some terrible actions in relationships and devastating things that have happened. Because of sin and a violation of God's standards, we can bring a lot of pain into our lives. And, and sin is the, is the great violator, and it, it breaks the bonds that would be healthy and good. And we know that we have an adversary called the devil who works to destroy relationships that are wonderful 
in our lives. And I, and I, I love good relationships. Turn to somebody and say, I love good relationships. And turn to somebody else and say, I don't like breakup. I don't like breakup. And, uh, you know, affairs is something that pastor asked me to address. Is there any hope after an affair takes place? You know, there's, there's, there's all kinds of, that, that's, of course, related to marriage, but when it comes to business, there can be bad business deals. Money is lost and relationship is lost. And, and, and some, some thought that the deal was like heaven on earth and then it turns out to be like hell on earth. It can be a terrible thing when, when all of these things start to spin and, and go out of control. Close friendships, I've watched really close friendships. And something happens and, the, and that friendship is gone. And, and they don't want to have anything to do. They don't talk ever again. I know of situations where people have not talked for years, like 10, 20, 30 years, because something has happened in the relationship. But I want to say this morning, regardless of how black or bleak, there is hope for restoration. There is hope. Turn to somebody and say, there is hope. There is hope. Many years ago, I got a revelation on God being the God of restoration. The God of restoration. Come on, help me this morning. Turn to somebody and say, the God of restoration. God of restoration. And when I got that revelation, I began to preach that revelation and um, began to discover that God was able to do what his word says he is able to do. No, no matter how dark, we have a God of restoration. Joel 2.25 says, he says, I will restore the years. Psalm 23, we all know, he, he restores my soul. God restores years that have been lost, but he can also restore our souls, which are ruined and wrecked by broken relationship. If you're here this morning, you're maybe in the middle of something that's been torn apart. I want you to know this morning that we have a God who has wonderful plans for restoring and you can trust him to restore your soul if your soul has been torn or even relationships. They can be restored. And I trust this morning that God will build faith in us for restoration. David cried out to God after he had failed. He says, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Isaiah chapter 58, 12 says, you will be called the repairer of the breach the restorer of paths to dwell in. So breaches can be destroyed, uh, uh, restored and will be restored. God is into the restoration of all things. You think of Acts 3.21, who the heavens must receive until the times of restitution of all things. And we know that's a, that's a whole broad spectrum, but nevertheless, we can apply it to situations that we face in our world and in our life today 
God, since the world began, had a message of restoration that he wanted to bring to humankind. God is a God who redeems or he buys back that which has been stolen or lost. God is the God who gives a second chance. Man says, you had your chance. But God says, I'm giving you another chance and another chance and another chance. Turn to somebody and say, another chance. There's another chance in your life and in my life. See, this is, when we, when we have a failure, it's not a failure. It's an experiment. Consider it an experiment, what you've gone through. You've experimented with some things, and yeah, there's been failure, but hey, we're coming through on the other side better, not bitter. Thank God. We're going to come through better. I want to give you a couple of stories this morning of experiences. Uh, when I began to, to preach this message of restoration, uh, God put faith in the hearts of people to believe. And there was, a, there was a couple by the name of Bob and Marlene. And I'm free to use that name because... Number one, he's not alive. And number two, she's all good with this. <laughs> uh, they, they, they had a rocky marriage because they were without Jesus in their life. As she ran off with, a, with another man. And uh, with that man, she had a couple of children beyond their two children. They had four she had four children, one of one man, one of another man. And then the, that relationship broke again. And the husband, the original husband, heard the message on restoration. And he says, God is going to restore our marriage. And they were divorced for six years. And he said, this is going to happen. I believe this message that God can restore my wife and the situation. Bob came to the Lord, and there he heard the message of restoration. These six years had passed. And he showed only kindness, hope, and grace. As a matter of fact, he showed such kindness, he used to take the children that were not his, and he would do special things with the children that were not his. You talk about being gracious. I'll tell you, that's, that's a winner. When you can cross the line like that and offer grace and hope where, you know, you, you, you could be vengeful over this situation. And he would, he would drop over by our house. He, he used to like to ride... Uh, bike and that sort of thing, and uh, he would drop by our house or with his car, he'd drop by and he'd show me the children that were not his children, and he was thankful and grateful, and he would always say, you know, God is going to restore. He kept saying that, God's going to restore. I believe, I believe what you preached, he would say, and God is going to restore. Spent quality time with the children, bought her nice things while she continued to dislike him and show unkindness toward him. He had faith that restoration would happen. 
He confessed that she was going to return and that he would love her and she would love him. She opened up at one point and came with some reluctance to talk to me and she told me how much she hated him. <clears throat> it didn't seem very promising at that time that something good could happen. But he continued to have faith that restoration would take place. He didn't put a lot of pressure on her or anything like that. He prayed a lot. And, you know, it only takes one to have faith to turn a situation around. It doesn't have to have two in that kind of a situation. One can do it. And she then began to open up a little bit, and she gave her heart to the Lord. Amazing what can happen when people surrender their lives to Jesus. I want to say, in the end, she became a great prayer warrior. And just a few weeks ago, we had a talk with her on the telephone, and she is a great woman of prayer today. Amazing. He died at the age of 42 with heart failure on the job, and he made his residence in heaven. But the time came after all of the stuff that went on in their lives that they wanted to publicly declare their faith to God and to each other, and they were remarried. They were remarried. And they wanted to do this wedding at, a Sunday morning at the end of a Sunday morning service for all who wanted to stay and and witness this miracle that had taken place because people understood you know all the confusion and the different things that had come in that were very very destructive and to witness the change and what what an amazing what an amazing celebration that was now, I'm not saying here this morning that everybody that goes through a marriage problem and there are certain situations in marriages uh, that warrant divorce and people get remarried and all that. I understand all of that. I've, I've written a book on marriage, divorce, and remarriage and uh, because we faced so much of it and there was a lot of questions that needed to be answered. I thought it's time to read, read a a book, and I did presentations in many different places across the country on this subject, and I understand that. But I also understand that there are situations where God wants to restore and make a great testimony. Can you say amen? And that's what we're talking about this morning. There was another couple. They had been divorced because, because this uh, kind of set uh, a... Uh, a wonderful standard and momentum some some people who were divorced saw this and they said you know maybe god is asking us to do this in our lives and restore our relationship another couple that were divorced for 7 years uh 9 years pardon me they found themselves in a wonderful place of restoration, and they also, after years of separation, there was no, there was no divorce in that situation. Uh, uh, there was divorce in the situation, but there was no remarriage in the situation. And they uh, followed through and also had a wonderful marriage for many, many years 
following because God is the God of restoration. What about business breaches? Well, I've walked through some of those with individuals. Uh, some of these people were top quality leaders. Well, one gentleman was actually, he lived here in the city of Richmond uh, at the time when he was, he was uh, recognized as a top sales leader in Canada, and he was given a brand new Cadillac as a bonus one year. So you can tell how successful he was in his, in his work. And him and another very successful salesperson uh, decided to join forces and they would build a great business in the IT world and, uh, and also a store where, we, where they would sell products uh, related to uh, computers, etc. And these were both success stories and they thought, well, we'll join forces and, uh, and uh, we will... Uh, we will have a great thing happening with both of us together. And then something came in. Again, there is a devil in our world, and there are horrible things that happen. And they became at odds, viciously at odds. It was, it was a sad story. But in the midst of that, there was surrender to the Lord that took place. And it turned the situation around, and they were restored to business again. And they were restored to friendship. About two years ago, uh, the man with IBM, he, he died. Uh, but the other businessman was by his side till the day he exited for heaven because they had such deep appreciation and love for each other after a mess-up. There are many mess-ups that we can get ourselves into, and God is the one that can get us out of the mess. And he can even make a message out of the mess. Turn to somebody and say, God can make a message out of our mess. He can make a message out of our mess. And so that's another wonderful story, and what a restoration that is. You see, when you get to know God, you get to know his ways, and his ways are for restoration. I want to talk very quickly now, as I conclude my message, on building after de devastation and violation. Again, you could, you could be in a place where you're still living with some devastation and maybe some violation. But we can build after that. We can be positive after that. For all broken relationships, the things that I'm going to share with you apply. Very simply, I'm going to give you seven things in, in conclusion here this morning. Number one, put your situation and broken life into God's hands. That's the best thing we can do in our lives. When, when, we, when we are facing devastation and we're facing violation, you know, maybe people are violating toward you and they're not treating you right. 
it's, it's just not where it should be at all. Put that situation and broken life into God's hands. It's called surrender to God, and we can become all that we'd ever dream or hope to be, and the relationship can be wonderful because he is in charge. He brings hope. Can you say amen? Number two, broken people need a lot of understanding, especially people who have, have experienced violations. Now, if there's two of you in a situation and there's been violation, uh, you know, one way and, and the other, uh, both of you need understanding. But if one person starts by bringing understanding, it helps to build that situation. Do not demand of the other person. Demand of yourself to understand. You might be saying, well, I wish that person would just understand me. You understand. So understanding into your situation and into the problem or into the relationship that you are facing. And as you are sowing good things into that relationship, good things will grow. Put good seed into that relationship. So good things and so understanding. And watch God do things as those seeds of understanding grow in your situation. Turn to somebody and say, so understanding. So understanding. Number three, we all need un unconditional forgiveness. When we come to the cross and to Christ, we're coming to Easter, we're going to be celebrating unconditional forgiveness where Jesus cried, Father, forgive them for they know not what they, they do. And I believe that that's the thing that will make the difference. Restoration takes place in relationships when we bring understanding, but also when we Forgive. We grant forgiveness because we all need forgiveness. Sometimes we don't see our own faults in a situation. God knows where it's all at. But if there is a violation that has taken place, forgive. Because we have been forgiven, the Bible tells us, we owe it to forgive. And therefore, we, we give unconditional forgiveness this will make all the difference. Number two, add grace wherever possible in a situation. Throw a little bit of grace in. Grace is where we don't deserve something, but we, we give it. And if we will give grace wherever possible, relationship will grow. There will be healthy signs that will appear in your relationship because you have sown grace you know the tendency is we you know we want to return evil or hardship or whatever for hardship whereas we should be giving grace upon grace can you say amen this morning add grace wherever possible show grace wherever possible and number five pray like jesus prays for the for them father forgive number six six Speak the positive promises of God over the other party and the situation. Some people say, well, I got friends to pray for. I'll just pray for them. 
Jesus said, love your enemies. And so wherever possible, speak the positive promises of God over, you know, there's, there, there's 4,000 promises in the Bible and th those promises are for the good of people and for the good of situations and, and for your own good. And, and so we speak those positive promises over the other party and the situation. Just like Bob, the person I was telling you about in the story of, of a restoration, he was, he was constantly speaking God's promises over his wife that she would come to the Lord and she would have a great life and, and, and good things would happen in her life. And guess what? It happened. It almost surprises us sometimes when we pray positive things and it happens. And we say, wow, I can't believe it. I wonder why we would say that. We should never say, I, won't, I can't believe that. We should say, I can believe that. When we say a, speak a promise over somebody's life, we should say, I believe it. As I say it, I believe it. Say that to somebody. As I say it, I believe it. As I say it, I believe it. I'm going to take us to Colossians chapter 1. I believe that's on the screen. This is one of my favorite prayers in the Bible. And I'm, let's read it together. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience. Wow, turn to somebody and say, that's for you. That's for you. That's a, that's a prayer for you, and that's a prayer you can't go wrong in praying for others. You know, we need to speak those things that are not as though they were. You know, there are some things that are not in relationships. There are some things that are not in a business relationship. There are some things that are not in a friend, supposed former friendship. There are some things that are not in a marriage. But speak of those things that are not, like these promises we just read, as though they were and watch God do miraculous things. Number seven. Do practical things that will be gladly received by the other person. Find some, think up some kind thing. <laughs> it's a business breakup. Send that person who maybe was a scoundrel in the business, send them a, send them a, a, a kind gift at Christmas. Say, I was thinking about you, and I just thought I'd like to do something. Um... Step, step in and where it's welcomed and where it's needed. Use kind, encouraging, appreciative words a lot. If they need money and you got money to give them, give them some. Or if you've got something else, you can give them. Help them with small or big duties. If it's a, if it's a, a spouse that you're at odds with or the, there's a, the chance of 
you know, the relationship may be going down the tube or being rude. Consider kind actions. Help in small ways. Detail their car. Take it to a detail car wash. There you go. <laughs> Your wife heard that. <laughs> yes. Do the things you did before violation of a relationship. Like when you first met in a relationship, now the, maybe it's split up. And you don't know what's going to happen with it. It's going down the tube, so to speak. Well, do the kind things you used to do and even better. And watch God work. Watch God work. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you are the God of restoration. We thank you that you are building amazing relationships these days in the context of this church and many other places as well where your word is heard. And we just trust you for great and greater and greater things. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give Pastor Tim a big hand and thank him for the message today? Like Pastor Tim said, is it something where whenever you experience a violation, whenever there is brokenness in a relationship, where a relationship completely falls apart, is it God's will that in every single instance that God wants you to be the one who restores that relationship and brings it back together? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. But there will be certain times in certain cases, in certain relationships, where you know that's what God wants you to do. And in all cases, want to be people of grace, of kindness, not because we're such good people, but because that's how God loves us. He's kind to the wicked and the ungrateful. And that's what we want to be as well. And one of the things that has been impacting me is one phrase that I've been keeping in mind kind of all week. And that phrase is, God gave us relationships not so we could be happy. God gave us relationships so we could be holy. See, God didn't just give you relationships to make you happy, to give you joy, although that's a wonderful thing that happens when relationships are healthy. But also, even more, God gave us relationships to be holy so that we could be more like Jesus in our character, in our values, in our perspective, in the way we persevere, in the way we don't give up, in the way we move on, in the way we get up after a fall, in the way we love, in the way we're patient. Young parents of young kids of ages under nine, you know what I'm talking about, patience, oh yes. God puts people in our lives who sometimes rub us the wrong way and even hurt us badly, not because God is cruel to us or he loves to see us suffer, it's because God is interested in not just seeing us happy. He's interested in making us holy. And it's with that in mind that maybe, just maybe, what you're going through today in a relationship is one of those things where God is using it in his own mysterious way to make you more like Jesus. And it's with that in mind that we want to give you an opportunity to apply the very first point that Pastor Tim suggested to all of us today is to put your broken life and your situation into God's hands. That's the first step and he'll lead the way from there. But it all begins with giving, surrendering, offering your situation to God, because God is the God of restoration. You know, one of the things that you can go to Disneyland and see, it's been one of the most famous exhibits in all of Disneyland, is it's a small world after all. Have you guys seen that before? 
you know, it's a world of laughter, a world of tears. You know, one of the things that I've, that I've been really challenged by the past week is challenged by how small my world can be sometimes. How, you know, yeah, I'm kind to those who are kind to me. I love those who love me. But am I kind to those who are unkind to me? Am I, you know, mean or am I gracious toward people who might, might sometimes not be, so mean, not be so gracious to me? And realizing, man, I think, feel like almost like God has been kind of challenging me in this area of, you know what, um, you know, maybe my world is actually a small world after all, where God wants to expand your world and where God wants to have you experience a new horizon. And the way you do that isn't through external changes in life. It happens here. It happens in your heart. Turn to your neighbor and say, God is making you holy. God is making you holy. And so with that in mind today, as we close off, we want to give you an opportunity to do just what we've talked about today. It's to take whatever brokenness that you feel on the inside, whatever brokenness you're experiencing right now in relationships, and to give to God, knowing that whatever happens, God is working, that God is writing a greater story. And so it's with that in mind right now, I'm going to lift up this time uh, to all of you to make the most of right now. Why don't you all stand if you're, you know, sitting in your couch right now, or you're sitting, uh, you know, in your bedroom right now, or maybe you're here joining us on site today as part of our serving team. I want you to invite you to stand right now. And uh, we're going to sing this song one more time. Natalie and the team are going to lead you in this song. And I want you to just not to sing the song, because this isn't Christian karaoke that we're doing. But this is us giving to God our lives, us giving to God our brokenness, us giving to God all the stuff that we've carried all throughout this past season. You can give to God because he's the God of restoration. Give you some announcements. Is if you're here and you are maybe new to church, maybe this is your first time ever at a church, or maybe you're here and you've been to church before, but you've never taken that opportunity to ask Jesus Christ to come into your life and to forgive you of your sins. Can I tell you this? It's the most important most beautiful step you could possibly take is the idea that when we had no way of reaching God, that God reached for us. When our sins separated us from God, God didn't quit on us. He didn't forsake us and abandon us. Instead, he sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins so that we could have a second chance and a third chance and a 77th chance. It's the unconditional love of God for you. And if you've never received that love before, if you've never opened up your heart to ask Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins, then what are you waiting for? I want to encourage you to make that your big step today. It's as simple as praying a prayer. And you can do that by clicking the link that's in your chat room or scan the QR code that's on your screen. It'll take you to a page with a prayer on it that's really simple to pray. And you'll still hear me talking, but you'll see that page. And just so that you're not doing this on your own, I'd love to do that with you and pray that prayer with you. In fact, those who have prayed this prayer before, I encourage you to pray it with those who are praying for the first time. This is a simple step for us to ask Jesus Christ for his forgiveness, knowing that when we couldn't reach God, God reached for us. And if you need to pray that prayer today, why don't you click that link? Why don't you scan that QR code? Let's pray this prayer together right now. Say, Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus thank, you thank you that because you love me, because you, loved me you died on the cross, died on the cross to, pay for my sins. to pay for my sins. You rose again, you rose again to, give me life. to give me life. Today, today I open up my heart open up and, I ask you, and I ask you, please forgive me, please forgive of, me all my sins of all my sins and fill me, and fill me with your Holy Spirit. I place my trust, place my trust. not in what I do, not in what I but in what you've done for me. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Amen.
Would you give God a big hand in this place together right now? Praise God. If you prayed that prayer just now and you meant that prayer, then according to the Bible, you are forgiven of your sins. You are a child of God. You are a citizen of heaven. You belong to a family that's the biggest, most amazing family you could ever be a part of. And we are so thankful that uh, you made that choice today. If you want to go to the bottom of that page where you prayed that prayer, we've got some gifts that we want to give to you. On top of that, we encourage you to keep on coming to church because every baby needs a family to grow up in. And here at Thrive Church, we'd love to be your spiritual family. On top of that, we encourage you to get baptized. Baptism is not a graduation. It's not saying, look how good I am. Look how much I know. Look how committed I am to Jesus. No, in fact, getting baptized is a beginning. It's you simply saying, thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for rising again from the grave so that I could have hope. And if that's you who prayed that prayer, then hey, your next step is get baptized. And so I encourage you to click the baptism button at mythrive.info for more information on baptism. And we'd love to help you out with that. Can we give God a big hand for an amazing Sunday together today? Praise God. And last thing, last thing before we give you some announcements is, you know, this is the end of our series called The Art of Healthy Relating. And over the past couple of weeks, you know, we've been talking a lot about how, you know, if you have been dealing with some tough stuff in your heart, in your life, uh, then we encourage you to treat that not as a signal to give up, but to treat that as the signal that God wants to do something in your life. And that you want to work with God toward a new heart and a new mind to face the situation you're facing and to go on to greater things. And with, if that's you in this place, then we want to encourage you to sign up for something that's happening in a month's time. Uh, on May 17, we've got something called Thrive Disciple School Level 2. It's talking about growing in your relationship with God. And if you've got some past hurts from some betrayals that have taken place in your life. You've carried some hard, hard, like some hard, you know, feelings in your heart over the past while. If you just want to grow in your relationship with God, if you want to kind of help yourself with some negative patterns of thinking and feeling, uh, then we encourage you to sign up for this uh, called Thrive to Supple School Level 2. Go to mythrive.info to sign up for that starting May 17th. It's one of the best things we do here at Thrive, and we'd love for you to be a part of that as well. Praise God. Good morning, Thrive. Welcome to Thrive Church. My name is Christine, and I hope you had a fantastic time today at Thrive Church Online. Before we end off, let's jump into some announcements and take a look at what's coming up here at Thrive. If this is your first time joining us, we are so excited that you're here with us today. We want to show you how much we appreciate you being here today by giving you a Thrive stainless steel water bottle. Please connect with us by texting new to 604-285-5770 or by visiting mythrive.info and click new to thrive so that we can mail you a water bottle. You may have prayed the prayer earlier today to receive Jesus. Congratulations! Share your great news with us by visiting mythrive.info and click I want to receive Jesus today or text belief to 604-285-5770. We want to help you build your relationship with God and so we prepared a gift and great biblical content for you to enjoy while answering some of your questions about Christianity. Easter is just around the corner. If you haven't heard yet, we are having our first on-site service on Easter Sunday, April 17th at 9.30 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. So invite all of your friends and family. On Easter Sunday, we will also be hosting an escape room for the kids to participate in as part of our Easter program. We can't wait to celebrate Easter together with you and your family. 
Pre-registration is no longer required. For more information on our revised safety protocols, please visit MyThrive.info and remember to bring your friends and family along. If you're not yet part of a serving team, I highly encourage you to take this opportunity and join our team. And one of the best ways to start serving at Thrive Church is to be a part of our setup and teardown crew. It takes a great team to transform Lepont Place into Thrive Church each Sunday. Head on over to MyThrive.info to sign up. All right, so that concludes our announcements today. If you believe in the mission of Thrive and would like to contribute towards it, I highly encourage you to head on over to MyThrive.info and click online giving. Thank you so, so much for joining us today. Enjoy the rest of the week. I'll see you next week online and on site for Easter Sunday at Lepont Place. See you soon.